0: Hello, and welcome to this live recording from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This message was given by Nick Scott at our Burragoon campus. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy what God's got to say to you. Very good morning to you all, and uh, welcome to our uh, special end of year Thanksgiving service. And uh, I hope that you've had some time off to rest and be refreshed for the new year. Who feels refreshed? some of you do at least, Christmas is over for another year, I know at our place the uh, leftovers are nearly all gone and uh, the ones we didn't like we have brought to share with you at the table back there, this is a special blessing for you, the, uh, not really, the Christmas tree and all the decorations are packed away in the shed already, imagine that, I know, that's my wife for you gone. I'm surprised they're not all in the bin. We buy new ones. We seem to buy new ones every year anyway. But uh, there you go. They're all packed away and life's beginning to resume some normality once again. And now, if you can believe it, we're on the threshold of a new decade, 2020. Sounds so futuristic, doesn't it? Thought that by now we'd all be flying around in cars like the Jetsons. But uh, no, we're still driving the old Corollas and whatever else. But 2020... Well, we have a short reading to go with a short message. It comes from 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Uh, so feel free to follow along on your MPBC app or on the screens. Or some of you might have one of those old books with pages just as good. Excellent. And uh, John So is going to read for us this morning. Thanks, John. Give thanks to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him tell of all his wonderful acts glory in his name that the hearts of those who seek the lord rejoice look to the lord and his strength seek his face always amen thank you john i read that uh, those verses just came across them in chronicles a few weeks ago just in my regular reading and uh, as i read them i thought to myself what a great focus for our thanksgiving service at the end of the year i've spoken to many people over the years who would say that uh, having a birthday with a zero on the end is somehow significant. Uh, Maybe there's some children here who have recently turned 10. If you've turned 10, you go from single figures to double figures, that's an amazing thing. I recall an interview with a lady who was turning uh, 110 at the other end of the spectrum, and uh, she was asked some questions, and one of them was, um, is there anything at your age that sort of makes you feel anxious? And... uh, she said, "Well, I have to say, I'm greatly relieved that I've finally been able to settle all of my children into nursing homes." <laughs> there you go. So you never stop worrying about your kids. <laughs> I know when I turned 30, it was significant for me because I'd uh, I'd reached the age that my teenage self couldn't fathom. Um, I remember being 17, some of you might remember being 17 and looking ahead and thinking, imagine turning 30, like I couldn't imagine anything as old as that. (laughs) Well then once you turn 50, which I've also done, you uh, have to come to terms with the fact that the reality is that you're middle-aged, that wonderful time of life when you finally get your head together and your body starts falling apart. So the change of decade can seem like some kind of milestone or crossroads. Well, here we are at the end of 2019 and in just a couple of days, we'll enter the new decade of the 20s. So it seems like an opportune time for us to just take stock and consider some things that are most important as we just gather together one final time for the year. I'm going with a sort of a three-part past-present Future framework, and uh, great for us to be reminded, as we are from Hebrews thirteen, that uh, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. Yes. What that means is a good reminder for us as we think of this past, present, future framework, that Jesus is Lord of my past, He's Lord of my present, and He is Lord of my future. Give thanks to the Lord call on his name. That's how this psalm begins. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. So let me invite you just to cast your mind back over the last 12 months and just think for a moment, what, what kind of a year have I had? What's this last year been like? If I sort of think back, but in your personal life as well, if you, as you look back, has it been a good year for you? Maybe it's been a great year, maybe it's been a disaster. Whatever the case, let me encourage you to, even today, exercise the practice of thankfulness. You might be aware that there's a whole science that's been developed around this, uh, the study of happiness and well-being and uh, just a sort of a general flourishing in life. And what they've discovered, perhaps to our surprise or perhaps not, but what they've discovered is that those who achieve the greatest success in life and those who acquire the greatest wealth in life are not necessarily the happiest people. It's an interesting discovery. But there's widespread agreement and recognition that showing gratitude and expressing thankfulness, not just feeling thankful, but expressing thankfulness is quite a powerful practice. And actually it's good for the mind and the soul. turns out it does us a whole lot of good to be thankful and to just nurture this habit, this ongoing habit of thankfulness, not just feeling thankful, but expressing thankfulness. And uh, we teach this to our kids, don't we, uh, from when they're very young, whenever we give them any kind of special treat, we say, now, kids, what do you say? Try it again. (laughs) Now, kids, what do you say? Thank you. you. You're welcome. Now you can have the treat. See, we might think we're just teaching them some manners, teaching them to be polite, and uh, of course, that's a fine thing in itself, but we're actually sowing something important into their lives as we teach our children to be thankful and to to say thank you. We're sowing something into them in terms of godliness and uh, something that's actually good for them. It's good for them. It's good for their ongoing development. It's good for their spirituality, even in a sense. Say thank you, say grace at mealtime, say thank you to God. When you go to bed at night, say thank you, give, give thanks to God. So uh, in this context, King David, um, he's been overseeing the whole project of bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, which of course is a very, very big deal for the people of Israel. And once it's all been set in place, David is just overwhelmed with joy and uh, he launches into this wonderful psalm of thanks, of which we're only looking at a very small portion of, but it actually goes on for quite a long time. And it begins with these words, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. And actually this, uh, this exhortation to give thanks, it's repeated all through the scriptures, uh, but there's a subtle shift we see from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, uh, thanksgiving is nearly always linked closely to the, the nature and the character of God and what he's done. And so, you know, all through the Psalms, we find verses like this one, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. And so this is what we should do. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercies endure forever. His love endures forever. His grace endures forever. And so we should give thanks to him. But then what we see in the New Testament is that thanksgiving really becomes a way of life for the followers of Jesus. And they've discovered, it would seem, that one of the secrets of flourishing in life is actually to nurture this habit of giving thanks, even in the midst of persecution. Even in the midst of terrible suffering, which they may have been going through. And Paul writes to them and he says, give thanks in all circumstances, actually. No matter what your life is looking like at the moment, whatever the past year has looked like, Give thanks in all circumstances. Why? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So do you want to know what God's will is for your life? Well, for starters, his will is that you be thankful. Because he knows that it will do you good to be thankful, to nurture this practice of thankfulness. That's the past. All right, let's move on to the present. And here... David's encouragement is for us to sing to him, to sing praise to him, verse 9. And you know, it's now understood that singing involves the engagement actually of a different part of the brain than regular speech. Uh, and the brain functions differently for singing than it does for talking. Some of you might know that. It's interesting, isn't it? I find this quite fascinating. Uh, some of you might have seen the film, The King's Speech, uh, it came out a few years ago. That's the true story of King George VI, who had that debilitating Stuttering problem, and part of his therapy was singing. Fascinating. And what he discovered, and other therapists over the years have discovered, is that uh, when you sing, you don't stutter. King George VI discovered that. When you sing, you don't stutter. And there's been some research published recently in various scientific journals about the health benefits of singing and group singing in particular. The health benefits of exactly the kind of thing that we've been doing together this morning. Some surprising discoveries, benefits to your immune system, who knew? Some benefits to your psychological well-being, improved sleep patterns. Those of you who are singing, you're going to sleep really well tonight. <laughs> Those of you who are standing, refusing to sing, terrible night's sleep coming your way. <laughs> no, not at all. But it turns out, uh, fascinating in all sorts of ways, Singing is good for you. It's like a natural antidepressant. And this is David's exhortation here in the Psalms. Sing to God, sing to him, sing praise to him. And again, it's an exhortation that we find all through the scriptures, not just in the Old Testament. Uh, it is there all through the Old Testament, repeatedly through the Psalms. Sing a new song to the Lord, sing to his name. But remember in Acts 16 in the New Testament when Paul and Silas were, found themselves in prison and, and uh, then famously at around midnight, they were praying and they were singing to God. The other prisoners were listening, taking it all in. They were following David's advice: sing, sing to the Lord. It's interesting too that uh, you know some of the most oppressed, poverty-stricken people groups of the world are also famous for their singing. You know, there's a whole genre of music. Do you remember the old Negro spirituals? It's probably you're probably not supposed to use that phrase anymore, but that's what they were known as, these songs that were uh, composed and forged in the midst of slavery and uh, terrible conditions, the singing that emerged from the people. I'll never forget my... um, I had an overnight stay in a a remote Zambian village many years ago. Uh, Actually, my vague recollection is that Keith Gallagher dropped me off and then went back to his hotel or something, but uh, (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Is Keith here? (laughs) anyway my memory is it was kind of dry and dusty I was there on my own and uh, in terms of uh, sort of white Anglo-Saxon people I was the African people with me but it was dry and dusty and um, they were in the middle of what they referred to as the hungry season and uh, that meant there wasn't much food around and I mean life was just genuinely a struggle for these people and as I drifted off to sleep on my floor mat on this hard dirt floor, I was, um, I was listening intently because I was quite concerned about spiders and cockroaches and rats and snakes and, you know, various things that might crawl across my, you know, person in the night. <laughs> as I lay there, so I was, I was trying to drift off to sleep but I was wide awake. Uh, but listening intently and uh, as I lay there in the darkness, so I remember I, I heard the sound of singing. Quite late at night, a group of people singing somewhere nearby. It was quite joyful singing. And as I lay there, I remember thinking, what do these people have to sing about? Goodness. You know what I mean? Like, it's, life's just really hard. And here they were singing. And it struck me that they were following David's advice, and I knew that they were, they were singing to God. They were singing praise to God, despite the difficulties of their circumstances. And this is what happens. we, As we sing praise to God, we find that uh, the very act of singing shifts our focus from self to God and from our problems to his sovereignty and his goodness and his grace. So we're thankful for the past. We sing to God in the present. And finally, as we look to the future, we see that David's exhortation is that we look to the Lord and to his strength. It's there in verse 11. And, uh, and seek his face always. So as you look to the year ahead of you, uh, seems to me there are many things that you can look to, we all can, to bring us a sense of comfort or security. And so you can look to the regular income that your job will provide. You can look to your superannuation. You can, uh, in some cases, perhaps look to your doctor uh, for a uh, hopefully a, a positive uh, medical report. Uh, you can look to the security of your marriage or your family or other relationships to provide you with the emotional support that you need. But you know, all those things actually can be taken away from, from you in an instant. But all those things... Sorry, but David's encouragement to us is to look to the one thing that cannot be taken away from us. And that is the Lord and his strength. Yep. Yep. So we're reminded, uh, again famously, Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Not from any of those other places. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. One of, uh, one of my key sort of theme verses for this last 12 months, uh, I read at the beginning of the message actually, from Isaiah 41, 13, it says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. And uh, as we sort of close out this message and this year, I want to just encourage you with the truth that in 2020, God will help you. Your help comes from the Lord. He is the source of your help. Verse 11 says, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. So what does it mean to seek the face of God? Well, it's to seek after his presence, his attentiveness, his full undivided attention. And many of us have uh, had the experience of sitting with a toddler. Ever done this? You sit with a toddler on your lap, and as you interact with that small child, he or she might grab hold of your face. Ever had that experience to get your full attention? Uh, even drag your face back into, you know, sort of face to face alignment. Uh, look at me like that. And actually, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful expression of pure childlike intimacy. For me, it's what I always think of when I think of this idea of seeking God's face. It's a deeply intimate personal exchange that takes place when you are face to face with someone. We might think uh, even as we close of that beautiful priestly blessing of Numbers 6. It's a lovely prayer for all of us in 2020 as we look to the future together. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And here it is, the Lord turn his face. This is what we do as we seek God's face. May the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. So as you look to 2020, what is your prayer of hope? And feel free just to jot down your prayer of hope. Kids, you can get involved with this as well. Feel free to jot down two or three things if you like. Father, we thank you for the reminder this morning that uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever and for that reminder to us that you are Lord of our past, our present and our future that we can look back Lord and give thanks to you for the ways that we recognise your hand of blessing over our lives that as we come before you in the present we can sing how great you are and as we look to the future Lord we entrust you with those things that perhaps cause us some anxiety. In the future, help us, Lord, to turn those anxieties into prayers and to offer those things up to you that are beyond our own control, to trust you with them, knowing that you are faithful, that you hear our prayers. Lord, we commit to you the year ahead and give thanks for the past and we praise you in the present. In Jesus' name, amen.